I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Drink of Ages Radio Show here on ESPN 97.5. He's Tom Painter. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskratch. Back over here making us sound a lot better than what we should sound like. Um, uh-huh. It's been, um, well, we're at No Label. We're at No Label. We were here a week ago. Is that what happened? <laughs> no, <laughs> two weeks ago. No, hey, it was. It was hey, it you was went nine, on your birthday. Then you went to New York. It's been two weeks. Our, uh, our guest, our guest hanging out this segment is our, our good buddy Val Canisa from Balance. He's my crappier brother. Hey, yep. hey, and it is a Texas Craft Brewers Guild meeting tonight. Mm-hmm. Meeting's a loose word. <laughs> Meetings, there, there's some no, call no skits said for a little bit, you know, about some things. You know, Lenny's going to be on a little bit. He's going to talk about the important stuff of the Craft Brewers Guild. But these, yeah, these meetings are always like I think Val and I. Every month we're like, "Are you going to go to this one?" <laughs> uh, we shouldn't, but then it's like, "Yeah, we should," because there's because you always get trapped in your own brewery and you never actually get a chance to like meet other people in the industry so these type of events are important no they're very important yeah no you're absolutely right i i tell you what like today i mean yeah i met a, a bunch of new breweries that are starting up that are that are the guys that have been around in the industry forever and others that are like hey man i want you to try my beer and tell me what you think and i think it's important to be able to collaborate with each other because that's what makes us stronger and i tell you what Houston's not f***ing around right now, right? So we're going to keep doing what we do. And it's only one Monday a month, but even though this Monday is probably the worst one because <laughs> Val is uh, – well, I really feel sorry for Val because – so Val, Val like, like John, uh, you guys are over in Pearland. And uh, coming out to Katie's like going to uh, Canada. It is. It's an hour <laughs> and ten minutes away. We, we should have carpooled. Well, uh, I should have just rode with you guys. I need to buy a helicopter. That no would label. be best. Hey, can no label like rent a helicopter and we can like pick up helicopter? That'd be cool. Hey, the there's helicopter. A, there's, there's a reason when, when Val had a guild meeting last year, I just rented a bus for my entire staff. I was like, just have fun. Just Get ready bus. for July. We're already planning it. DJ Muskratch is going to be DJing out there. The, but like, yeah. But so we had our, so I celebrated my birthday here. A week ago. Oh, that's right. That was a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, that was a week so ago. long ago, Tom, to be honest um, with you. Wow, birthday we, boy. And then Two we, birthdays, you and John. Well, right? we had this celebration here, and then and then we, I flew out with a bunch of people to go to Asheville. John met us up there. We celebrated his birthday. Then we celebrated my birthday. Uh, and, then, and then we just celebrated. And we just celebrated. And um, then you commiserated. I went to the New York International Beer Competition. Uh, Noable won four medals. Yes, congratulations. congratulations. That's and then good deal, dude. Then ran a half marathon. And, uh, well, they just give medals to, if you finish. So yes. that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but then it was like, I got to fly back because we're going to have the kill beans tonight at No Label, which Val's here again. So t- 
Canada twice in, yes. in like a, a short period of time. Yeah. But then I, it's not really Canada from Pearland. It's more like El Paso. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's it's like an, an a long hour and a half. For me, it's, well, being in the car for more five, than 20 minutes is, is like, yeah. if I'm driving more than 20 minutes, I'm like, I don't want to drive. So I, I I left at like 4.30. No, I left at 5.30. Oh, no, I left at 5.30. Yeah, I left at 5.30. Right in the of traffic. And, but, but, you know, then, you, you take the HOV lane on I-10, even yeah. though you're not supposed to. You know, but I figured I've done oh, enough no, we times. Did. Eventually, we're like, well, Lori, we all, we, we just well, jumped in and we're hauling ass. Well, I'm usually I'm, I'm by myself cruising over here, so eventually I'm gonna get pulled over and get I'll, I'll accept my ticket. And put the dummy face in there. See how long it lasts. <laughs> I passed up a cop on the way over here. Cop sitting there, just like a door open, looking, and I'm like, well, this will be my time. I'm trying to get here because you know we got some things to set up, get ready for this whole thing. This will be my time drove right past them i'm like this is a good this is a great time Hell just yeah. keep on driving i love it and but the thing is also is val has to come right back here uh thursday friday because it's also wild west brew fest week i tell you what it's so a great it's, week coming it's, up it's it's our birthdays it's the guild mm. meeting it's wild west brew fest and, and of course the thing is wild west brew fest we you know, Valence is a no-label. We do a tent together. Yes, we do. I'm very excited it's, about uh, this. I got to say, it's an exhausting week for uh, Val's liver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you, I am very, very excited about um, had a great conversation with David and um, Rocky today about the Wild West Brew Fest. We're stoked. Uh, Friday night's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot Launch wait. Launch party's going to be a blast. So, I don't know if I'm going to break the news right here. So, um I will not be there on Saturday, but this Saturday, this uh, no for the Wild West Proof Fest Saturday event. It's happening but, in a handful of days. Yeah, but Brian, when everyone's running there now, it is tonight the launch party, and then uh, tomorrow, we'll, we'll, like, will be the actual festival. Yes. So. But Friday is going to be a fun night because all my Air Force buddies are coming into town. So much food. And Friday night is going to be crazy. We're staying in Katy. We're all staying yeah. here. So, well, how many beers are you gonna have at, at the festival? Uh, we have, I think, eight. We have no, yeah, eight. So we have four that we're gonna have on a jockey box in our tent, including Spa Day, as our collab, and then we're gonna have three beers for um, the uh, Friday night event. Thank you. So we have three beers for the Friday night event. So a total of eight. And this is like the only time you can get Valentine's beer outside the tap room. Uh, not often. Not very That's often. That's what Rocky and David even said. It's like rare, but we're honored to be part of this yeah. show with you guys. No, Wild West Brew Fest is a really good time. Yeah, but leading up to now they moved it from November to March. I don't know, Tom. Your birthday is the 14th. Mine's the 13th. That just puts the struggle in for like a whole yeah tom turned 40 he 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 can't spring back like he used to dude 40 i wish i was 40 i know i'm not like i used to be a week ago (laughs) (laughs) i'm about to be 50 i'm I'm two years from that too so i'm close we're 48 we're both the same age so so val i was listening to you on uh, another podcast radio show and you were like i'm the oldest man in, in craft beer and I say, how dare you, sir? 
Uh, apologies oh, to our friends to at New Magnolia. Oh, yeah, Donnie. John. Yes, yes, yes. I refer back to Brock, the godfather yeah, of brother, brewing, yeah. because, you know, Brock well, even, is the guy who influenced yeah, everybody like, in the industry. Like, for Jane. You know, I mean, there, there's Four definitely days, there's some retires, yeah. retirees out there. Yeah, there's a lot of people that out are there enjoying some good beers. I saw them tonight. Mm -hmm. I saw them here tonight. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's whatever. I mean, like half the people drinking beer are 50 years old, so yeah, it works out. And then you got people who are 48 years old who's got a no-label cup with a a putter handle. An amazing cup, badass. by the way. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> John deserved a cup <laughs> like no other. I just noticed that, by the way. That's Tom, pretty cool. Tommy, he's, he's like, you got a mug with a, a putter handle coming in. I'm like, that sounds cool. It's pretty badass. So I, see it. I like that. Super cool. I like well, it. you know, mug clubs are great. Uh, so Tom. John's a member of our mug club. Val was the first person to sign up for a mug club. Yes, I did. Um, which is great because he's returning the favor because yes, I was the did. first person to sign up for his. It was it was ironic because you and I didn't talk. The day that I rolled that out, I saw bloop, bloop, and I was like, what just happened? I remember. I was on the toilet. It was like in the middle it. of the night. I was like, this is kind of weird. And it was like, club. I started buying. I wake up the next morning, and I was like, holy shit. The bank account man, looks this good. This is kind of cool, man. <laughs> well, what's cool about we didn't even talk until the next day. I was like, Did, "Was that you?" And he's like, yeah. "I was like, cool. when you go to Valentine's, like that mug club wall is like, it's always twenty percent in use. There's always twenty percent of the mugs are out there. Like those people that come to Valent, like you know, like, and then like you said, you had a friend that was like, "Oh man." Uh, how do you get part of the mug club? It's like, you didn't buy a mug. You're out. Yeah. It's like, but we're close friends. If you you were close friends, you would have bought a mug. Yeah. But there may be another sale of more mugs coming up. Are you, oh, are you guys actually going to expand? There may be. It question always mark, expands, Question mark, Tom. question it mark. It always expands. Well, I, well, I know. Uh, Bro Brock started with 100, and now they're at 350. And uh, the thing is, because, like, because, you know, it is a, as a brewery owner and operator, we have a lot of ideas. And even those these ideas only take, it doesn't take that long to actually implement them. But in reality, somehow it takes years or months. Because, like, we're like, yeah. we have other to do. So, whenever. Well, you never know. It's definitely in the pipeline of discussion. So, whoever's listening, pay attention to social media. You never know what you're going to see. But it, whatever it does happen. There'll be a limited quantity if it does, and you better get in it on it if you want it. Like, yeah, because he's gonna sell out immediately, and then it's gonna be like, well, when are you gonna find wall space again? It's like, I don't know, it's gonna take a few years. <laughs> I just found some, I think. I will add more. <laughs> <laughs> but mug clubs are important, it's like loyalty, and like. Well, no, it is, and I'll get on that with the whole mug club deal. You know, I think it's, it's important, you know, when I, wrote my business plan 23 years ago. I said I will have a mug club on a three barrel system in a 2,000 square foot building and a 1,000 square foot patio. Now you're a seven barrel and a three barrel pilot and 8,000 square feet 
and a lot of people wanting to get into the club. And I said, well, you know, there's a thing that we have to think about is what we're going to do, when we're going to do it, how we're going to do it, how we're going to roll it out. How are we going to take care of our existing hundred that bought in? Well, the thing is, it's you do important. have that list of the OGs, right? Oh, of course. So so as long as you have that monument to the of OGs, course. I think. There is going to be an OG. And John's on that list. It's very important. Yeah, John Denman I'm is a part of that. I'm a weird number because I, I, I forgot about it. Like, it's an, I was it's like, an, oh, yeah, get this mug. It's an important thing. And, I, remember, and I, I remember John being like, should I be part of this mug club? It's like, from the brewery closest to your house? He's like, stop talking, Tom. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, it's a, it's an important thing, and, and I, I am, Lori and I are blessed and honored with the people that come out to support us, not just in the Pearland community, we're talking the outskirts of all the inner loop of Houston to Galveston to North Houston. It is, um, you know, we're coming up on seven years, you know, it's, it's mind-blowing where we've come to, and, you know, we, we have a, amazing staff, and it's not just... You know, Val and Sons, it's me. People think, oh, it's just me because I'm the guy behind the microphone. But there's so much behind the scenes that do everything. And I tell you what, I wouldn't be without my team. What do you and guys I, have planned I, for I your anniversary? Your seven, seven years. What do you guys have planned? Big-ass party, man. We always do. Our, our anniversary party is three days long. Memorial Day weekend, we do it and just rip it up. And it's, a, it's always a huge party for three days, and it's a... It's a rough one. So we have a hotel right behind us. Anybody who wants <laughs> to get like, hotel rooms beforehand, get them. I, I, have done the, I have done the weekend holiday. A lot of people and, do. Yeah. It's also the anniversary when uh, myself, I, I was in a relationship and I broke. Eh, it's not important. It's not important. <laughs> but, but Val's anniversary is also that anniversary. No, no, no. Keep it in, DJ Mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Tom needs that to stay in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we're going into the Sweet 16. I don't know when this is going to be posted, but go Cougs. Go Cougs. Yep. But, go but Cougs. seven years, Valentine's. Yes. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Seven years goes by fast. I met a lot of really, really good people in seven years. And just being here today, you know, every, every time I go to one, last month was at Black Page, great new brewery. They finally opened up. It's a cool place. You know, we come here today packed with people. You know, you look at the community here. We got Walking Stick next month. We got us coming up in July. We're real excited. We always do a big-ass party at our place. You know, it just, uh, I'm just so blessed to be a part of this community. And when it comes to the craft brewing industry, I'll tell you what, everybody will give the shirts off your back and do anything you can for you, man. And I'm, but I don't care what this industry anniversary, in. I mean, and yeah, this industry is amazing. But before this anniversary, we have to do one thing. We have to go to Nashville for the World Beer Cup. World Beer and Cup. Did you send your beers off? Did we all send no, them yeah, off? The, beer, the beer's out. Yep. So, so, you know, Val, he's a very modest man. He's one of the only four uh, breweries in Houston to have a World Beer Cup. And uh, at this point, you just throw the U.S. Open medals in a shoebox? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't do that. That's, I think... I think it's. I think uh, competition in brewing industry is very important. I've been a competitor my whole life, and whether it's in sports or cooking or in food or, or in brewing, it's just this is something that's important to me and important to my heart. And I think it's important for the industry. 
and being a part of another brewery that also won a World Beer Cup. You know, no label, you know, silver for Cali Boy in the IPA category, which is a huge category. You know, it's a big ass deal, man. And you know, winning winning any industry in that in that, I said to I said many years ago, if I ever got to the plateau of being able to win a World Beer Cup award, I'm dropping the mic. Yeah, I is, sat right is, next to you. You almost uh, took my face crazy. off because you almost hit me. Because your arm went like this, and, and like it went right over my head. I dodged it like Keanu in the Matrix. I was like, God. well, I tell you what. Well, we're coming up in May. We're going to be there again with our beers, and we're going to compete hard like we have. We got. I, I ran into the trailer as we dropped beers off at St. Arnold's on Friday. Um, dropped my beers off. It was pouring rain. Dropped my beers off. Had a beer and headed back to. To my place for St. Patrick's Day, which was a complete party and a half. It was awesome. And uh, I'm ready for that trip, man. We're coming up in May. It's going to be a good time. I keep debating. It was like, ah, do I really want to go to Nashville? Or you want to go to Nashville. Yeah, do I not want to go? But, you know, it's. The Dream of Ages won a. Uh, we won a gold last year at the Crushies. Let's go for Global. Yeah, that's be, the other thing is know, the um, the Crushy Awards. Yeah. That's another I mean, thing. And, and also, there's Nashville, a lot of stuff going Nashville on. Nashville is just a fun little town. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. It's be like the fourth time I've been there. Good food, a lot of really good bars. Yeah, uh, there's country music everywhere you turn Great around. Great music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of fun, man. Nashville is a good time. So that's where the crap. Brewery, what's it? The CBC Craft Brewers Conference. I know I'm working on it. And CBC. Yeah, Craft Brewers Conference. Yeah. Um, it's a fun time. Fun time. It's a but good time. But that's also when the Crushies are giving away the awards. So Tom entered probably like 85. Well, we gotta go find Lenny. And we gotta get him on this show right now. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. And when we get back, we'll talk more. Uh, Lenny Ambrose from St. Arnold Brewing Company. We'll be talking some important stuff that's happening with the Craft Brewers Guild. Dream of Ages, be right back. Hey guys, it's Bryce from Love and Below Brewing. If you're a fan of Oso Bueno or Hipster Sauce, we're the guys that brew it. If you want to come try it at the source sometime, along with a dozen other beers, you can come visit us in North Houston. We're out near Willowbrook Mall and open Thursday through Sunday. If you're looking for a party, come join us on our 8th anniversary on April 8th. It'll be our annual release of our Barrel Aged Out called Big Mistake, and we'll have a bunch of other goodies. It's always a good time. Keep an eye on social media for our beer releases and taproom events, and come hang out with us for a pint real soon. Hey, good beer drinkers, this is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio, and you do not want to miss Wild West Brewfest happening March 23rd to 25th at Typhoon, Texas, and Katy. The fun starts Thursday at the K-Town Throwdown Party. Then Friday night is a launch party, another excellent event with amazing food, beer, and wine, plus great live music. The main event, the Beer Fest, is on Saturday, March 25th. This features over 100 breweries, over 600 beers to try, live music, and so much more. WildWestBrewfest.com for tickets. WildWestBrewfest.com. Hi, I'm Bobby Harwell with Back to You Brewing, here to tell you about our year-round IPA Tanuki. Uh, brewed with Marisotter and Pilsner malt, and then hopped with a Zaka Comet and Citra hops. It gives you a beautiful, clean, crisp finish. 
with citrus and, and stone fruit aroma and flavor. Find it at your local HEB, Specs, Total Wine, or come up here to the brewery and grab you a six pack to go. Local watering holes? Absolutely. If we're not in it, contact us and tell us where you want to see us. Cheers. All right, we are back and we're hanging out here at No Label Brewing Company. We do have a good special guest now that's going to talk about some serious issues. I don't know, is it so serious? No, these are issues that are impacting all of us. These are issues that are affecting all of us. So I, I, I spent a good day on the Hill lobbying. Uh, yeah. Lenny, ma Lenny made me a lobbyist. <laughs> Lenny made me a lobbyist. So Lenny Ambrosia from, well, for one, from St. Arnold Brewing Company, but also... Now, what is your title at the Craft Brewers Guild? Uh, board chair. The board chair. Board board chair. Chairman of the board. Uh, in fact, I'd like you to call me Mr. Chairman. If Mr. You could. Chairman. From now on. What is going on in the world of beer right now that, that needs to change? You're, you're right. It's, John, it's very serious. We have stern faces walking around the Capitol. We're very angry at all the... The other beer lobbyists. You know, we still find a way to have fun when we do it. And actually, I'll say, and maybe Tom can back this up, when we go and visit the uh, the halls of justice, if you will, in the, the Capitol, when we walk in offices to talk about our issues pertaining to craft beer, people are always really happy to see us. Well, we come, you know? in, we come in with a six-pack. With, yeah. the, with the legislation printed on the can. So, uh. We're not like the healthcare lobby or a vacuum cleaner lobby or something. We actually have an issue that people are engaged in and want to talk about. So that helps, you know, even just get, us, get our foot past the door a little bit. But, um, you know, every two years we do have something that uh, we have issues that we are trying to forward the rights of small businesses because we're all small businesses. We're not just breweries, but we're mom and pop businesses too. Uh, so this time uh, in the legislative session, because the legislature, for those that don't know, only meets every two years. So you kind of build up those issues in the, the off season, I, I guess, so to speak. Um, we are trying to get past beer to you, which would allow uh, packaging breweries like St. Arnold or brew pubs like No Label. So those are kind of how they divide out between size, the ability to ship beer directly to a customer. So right now, um, you can order St. Arnold beer from DoorDash. You can order it from HEB online, which is awesome. And we're so fortunate that our beers are available in that way. But someone cannot ask Uber Eats or DoorDash to pick up beer directly from the brewery or they couldn't call St. Arnold or No Label or Senate Avenue or Walking Stick or Austin Beer Works or Deep Ellum and order beer to go directly from the uh, brewery. And we can't direct ship either. So um, if someone wants to order, I don't know, Tom, what's one of your top special releases every year? Cali Boy. Cali Boy. Someone wants to order Cali Boy uh, because they were visiting Katy, Texas, but they live in Dallas, and they can't get it in Dallas, but, man, they're really jonesing for some Cali Boy, and they want it shipped to their house. That is currently not legal to do. Well, so, like, you know, so Lenny, he's at St. Arnold, of course. Uh, I'm at No Label, and we both distribute beers all across the state of Texas. Uh, 
So we have distributors everywhere, but there are pockets of Texas that even distributors can't get to, or there's these holes, right? And there's people that, they live in your area, they have weddings at your brewery. I know people have been engaged at this brewery, and then they move away, and that beer is, is a real important part of their personal story. And then they send messages, they're like, hey, uh, I'm on your website, uh, how can I order your guys' beer? And it's like, you can order a tin tacker, you can order a hat, you can order anything you want <laughs> yeah. except the, the, like, the liquid. Which is, um, and, and people from out of state do the same thing all the time too. But wineries, for example, they've been able to do this for the last 20 odd years and, and r literally no one has been impacted. I mean, everyone, I mean, people winning are the wineries, the consumers, everyone, right? Yeah, and I think the perfect example of this is, um, honestly, if people want a St. Arnold beer, people want an art car or a real ale Axis IPA, they can go to their HEB or their Kroger. We all have good representation and no label to some extent too across the greater Houston area and other parts of the state. But take a, a brewery like True Anomaly that just cleaned up at the Texas Craft Brewers Cup, won all these awards, got some good articles written about them. They, and to me, they have the, the perfect type of sort of barrel-aged, esoteric, special release beers. If people see that article, um, in, you know, wherever San Antonio that uh, True Anomaly won all these awards and it's like, I got to try that. They could not have that direct ship to their house. Like Tom said, you can do that with wineries. You can have a winery of the month club where those wineries are sh direct shipping to people. And so we just want an equitable playing field. I want to emphasize we are not ever trying to cut dis distributors out of this. We absolutely love our distributor partners, St. Arnold, Real Ale. Trust me, none of us want to be distributors because we could not handle being distributors. Well, in fact, we need them. Right, yes. <laughs> so. We would go broke without our distributor partners, but we also want to be able to have the same rights that other small business owners have. Well, I just want to be able to, when someone, because I told this to a lot of people, this is not the make it or break it for this brewery. Correct. Because we're talking about, I think it's like 2,500 barrels is, is the maximum you can even beer to go at all. Um, so, and this is just coming out of that allotment already, right? So, yep. uh, and no one, I, I looked at our beer to go sales from our tap room and it, it's pretty, it's pretty dismal. It's pretty, it's not what people think it's like, I'm not. But it did save you during the pandemic and it saved us to some extent during True. the pinner, the beer to True, go sales. That's the only avenue out. And, and before that passed, uh, it was all a doomsday scenario where if there was beer to go from breweries, then it would wreck the entire industry and it would put distributors out of business. And not only did it not put distributors out of business, but it ha helped save a lot of small businesses as well. No, all I'm saying is it's it's not this game changer that's going to upend the, the industry, but it is a common sense. All those uh, all those offices we went to uh, on the Capitol, a lot of people were, were like, well, why isn't this a thing already? Yeah. Like, like this seems like a no, like, this is no, no brainer. No, you, you can do that already. Are you sure you can do that? <laughs> like, no, yeah, we're, like, we're well, definitely like, sure. <laughs> like, well, maybe you guys couldn't do this for a reason, because like, <laughs> what why, reason? why couldn't you do this thing that sounds so basic? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's too too dumb to be true. Like, yeah, we, we, we can get delivery from a grocery store, but maybe yeah. we shouldn't get it directly from you. Yeah. 
So anyway, that's our that first issue, John. Hippie yeah. brewery vibes. No, in my house. not at all. Not at all. He goes to the builder. So moving forward, like what what are you trying to accomplish? Just uh, and then how's that going to help breweries? And when? When is this going to happen, and how can people get involved? So um, there's a lot of deadlines you have to meet. The bill has been filed. The bill has been sponsored in the Texas legislature. And there's all these sort of little deadlines you have to meet, filing deadlines. And different committees have to hear it as you go through the process. But we are on track to have that happen. Um, and I would say by the end of May-ish is around when the session ends. So basically... It has to get through by then and clear all those little hurdles uh, by then. Um, but that's actually just half of what we're trying to get done. The other bill is one that we actually think is pretty boring. The beer to you is the sexy, sexy bill. Uh, Interfacility transfer is just one, uh, another bill as well, that we want the rights to be able to transfer our beer from one St. Arnold facility to another, if we were to open another one in another warehouse in another city. So there's, it's kind of a two-pronged approach, but definitely the one everybody wants to talk about is beer to you. And I think that is one that would help the most amount of breweries. But as far as a status report, we are on track where we need to be to have this pass at the end. There's a lot of hurdles to go. There's a lot of opposition to fight through, a lot of babies to kiss, a lot well, of beers to cheers. That's just that the why why would someone be against this? When when other other spirits and wine and all this it already is perfectly uh, legal. The two to do words this. that I kept on getting on the hill were special interests. Yeah. And and then we all just nodded at each other. <laughs> and, and the reason honestly is that the distributor lobbies traditionally are obstructionist. They want no everything to stay the exact same way that it is now, just like they wanted it to stay the same way it was before beer to go passed. Just like the tap rotary room phone, sales. They were fighting the rotary to keep that rotary phone. Yes, do not. <laughs> the internet is bad. Whatever. The next thing to go through and then everybody gets used to it and we all realize the sky's not falling. I will say though that it seems like, you never know for sure, that the tides have turned a little bit and that legislators that have been around a little while kind of know that the distributor lobbies are just going to come in and say no, 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 no. And that gets old after a while. So yeah. they've heard this song and dance for six, eight, ten years. And um, we feel like we are welcomed in a different way and we have a voice and a stage that we didn't used to have a few sessions ago. Well, I mean, everything. Change is inevitable. And positive change continues to happen all over the world. So this just seems so simple. Yeah, Where something, yes. just let breweries sell and to <laughs> directly to the consumer and ship it. Yeah. Uh, it, as Tom said, it does seem very common sense to the point that they feel like it should have already happened, a lot of legislators. Um, and, we, hey, we are happy as a guild, as a group, as individual breweries to sit down with our local legislators and have a debate, a back and forth of why this should be or why this shouldn't be. Um, and we, we always want just a seat at the table in that. 
And I think we have that even more so. And people remember us. And people remember how Beer to Go passed in dramatic fashion on the last day of session. And that makes an impact on people. Um, and you know, if if you, the 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 local uh, craft beer drinker out there in Radio Land, wants to um, make a, an impact, um, obviously buy beer from your local craft brewery. But you can also donate to Craft Pack, which is our political action committee, which helps us fund our efforts by making small contributions to legislators throughout the session. I mean, it's an, it's an ugly game, but you have to play it. Yeah, we do. And um, if not, you get left behind yeah, you and get you left end up behind. with dumb laws like, like you're trying to fight. And believe me, no amount of money that any craft brewer or any craft beer fan is giving uh, is even a drop in the bucket compared to the war chest that the distributor lobbies have. But it reminds our legislators of our issues and reminds them that we are here. And, you know, honestly, you can say it's dirty or whatever, but if a legislator is friendly to small Texas small business and friendly to Texas craft breweries, why wouldn't we want to help them get reelected? Yeah. They are in our corner. So, yeah, let's contribute to them to help get them reelected next time. Yeah. And Craft Pack, what's the website? Uh, craftpack.org. Uh, P-A-C. C-R-A-F-T. P-A-C. Um, Political Action Committee. Um, and your business cannot donate but you personally can get on and make small contributions, um, which is how they have it set up where big corporations can't donate legally, but an individual can get on. Um, so me as a brewery employee, I can't use my St. Arnold card to donate. Uh, you as a oil company cannot <laughs> donate with a Shell Oil credit card, but you can from your, your personal accounts. And that's one easy, quick way to get involved Honestly, $5, $10, it all helps. Yeah, uh, it's a good thing to do because it's a law that does not make sense. So, Lenny, appreciate you hanging out. Yeah. Uh, Tom's about to make an announcement here at the Craft Brewers Guild meeting. Wait, real quick, well, John. No, John, you buried the lead. I am a former host of Drink of, Drink of Ages. I think it was true. one time like eight years ago. Uh, but uh, you, 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 you put it in a hole. You, you, you put cement over it. <laughs> you sealed it up forever. Uh, it was a beautiful show. It was, a, it was an it, excellent show. Much. Highlight and, of my career. Well, you know, that's what professionalism does. And then I had to go back to me doing the show it's like ah <laughs> yeah but we do have to uh, uh as lenny he has to fulfill his guild responsibilities yeah, that's right. before that's right. he uh, uh ghosts out like he always all does. right let's yeah. take a break i'm out of beer also so this is drink of ages we'll be right back Hey, this is Robert at a new brewery that you probably haven't heard of, Elder Sun Brewing. We're here on North Shepherd, right across the street from the Kroger. Open seven days a week, Monday through Friday, three to nine, Saturday, noon to nine, Sunday, noon to seven. We've got multiple styles up on the board. We've got uh, light beer, we've got ambers, we've got IPAs, we've got stouts. We're gonna move into our spring lineup of uh, fruited pepes, fruited wit. We'd love to have you out, eldersunbrewing.com. Hey everybody, this is Jake Thorne at Thistle Draft Shop, the home of over 200 different craft beers featuring an award-winning kitchen that serves all of your favorites from burgers and wings to steak and tacos. Thistle Draft Shop supports local and independent breweries. Come on down and catch an Astros game with us. 
and you can find us at thistledraftshop.com. That's T-H-I-S-T-L-E draftshop.com. If craft cocktails are your thing, check out Thistle Draft Shop's neighbor, the Blind Finch. Shh, it's a secret. All right, we are back. This is Drinking Bages Radio Show here on ESPN 97.5. DJ Muskrash back there made us sound good. He's Tom Painter. I'm John Denman. And now we have a table full of, you know, who are these people, Tom? We have our friends hanging out. Uh, we do have, uh, yeah, some of my close friends. Uh, one of my best friends, uh, Randy Rodriguez. What's up, everybody? Yeah, he's uh, our GM here. Um, Jacob Aspill, who's close so, personal friend, Jacob Aspill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here at No Label. I'm back. Yeah. And Andrew and Mitchell from Senate Avenue Brewing Company. Hey, gentlemen, Mr. Mr. Murray, on the show. And, uh, and, 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 and Darnell from Elder Sons is just here at the table in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's really cool, man. That's one of the things about the Brewers Guild meeting that. that you know, attracts me is because I get to see all like so many people that I know in one spot that don't get to go out very often because you know Andrew, you know right. this, you own a brewery, right? You don't get to don't really get out go much. out very much. Yeah, I see some pictures every once in a while. You might be somewhere, and it's like, hey, man, Andrew's out. Yeah, it's He's amazing when I actually brewery. leave the brewery. And I tell a lot of people, uh, you know, when you open a brewery, you're like basically dead for two years as far as like going out and testing other breweries out and oh, trying new breweries. And uh, it's 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 like no label is one of the few places I've been out to a couple times uh, since I've opened the brewery. Besides so. Cancun, but Cancun that's a I've gone a couple times. That's that's you know I'm a politician, ex ex politician. Cancun is sort of our. Yeah, uh, that's where you have to go. That's the best place we go. That's so. the meeting place. You can't pass that up. Well, the thing that you all have in common is uh, Andrew, Randy, Jacob. You guys all have kids too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you guys all have a pair. And uh, it's hard for you guys to get out. It is. It's true. I mean, you guys have That's fun jobs, you, but you, you, you yeah, train them to love the brewery to. so that they want to be a part of it later on. It was pretty outstanding when I got this job because the kids already knew that we had a playground. And as soon as they were like, "Wait, wait, wait, Daddy's new job is the place with the playground," uh, now they they've like they're okay with work. Yeah. I echo his comments. Yeah, make it make a family-friendly brewery and like like no label or Senate Avenue, and uh, you know having kids is not so bad. They can come out and hang out while Daddy works. So, well, I feel like you have a brewery with chips and queso, so it's yeah. adult-friendly too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that does not hurt. We have a that lot of people coming up, you. talking at the moment. I love As these it, it other friends of the breweries and him. Yeah, it's, it's always fun to come to these guild meetings and see what people are doing and hear about industry trends and, you know, your brewery may be doing something different and uh, other people are doing something different and you, you collaborate on things. A lot of collaborations come out of these guild meetings too, which I absolutely love. So, uh, yeah, it's great to come meet up. Absolutely. That's where our For All the Age kind of collaboration came from, was from one of these guild meetings. Yeah. So. A lot, a lot of good positive energy, and especially, you know, if you, if you have questions that somebody else can help you with, everybody is always willing to help out and kind of, you know, lend a hand and be like, oh, well, I did this to solve that problem. Like, well, like, we're going through this. Like, wh what did you guys deal with? And you get feedback, figured out, everybody's more than happy to help. And that's one of the amazing things about this industry is all the love and support you can kind of get. 
you don't get that in other parts of the business, whether it's you know uh, spirits or anything else. You you get that love and support from the craft beer industry only. Absolutely. Darnell, who was standing right here, he put his beer down to walk off for a second, and he looked at both of you, moved up further, almost turned around, went back and moved up further away from the edge of the table. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to get me a beer. No, I, yeah, I think Darnell saw empty beers, and I think he's on a quest he's, to fill those that, beers up. That's why I love Darnell. He just, he's looking out for everybody. Always looking out. Uh, but, you know, we haven't had you on the show like in a minute. Congratulations on your Texas Trap Brewers Cup win. Absolutely. Thank yeah, you very congratulations. much. Super honored and uh, a your lot of- Your first beer win? Uh, like it was our brewery. first, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we brought on board uh, Adam Adam Millard uh, to the brewery our, our, as our brewer. Uh, the House of Lords was the beer that won uh, the silver medal. And that was his first from scratch recipe at Senate Avenue Brewery. So it was a big confidence booster for him. It, I'll tell you, it's a big honor to be included with other breweries in the vicinity in the Houston region. Uh, Houston represented really well at that competition. Uh, no label, Valensons, True Anomaly, of course, uh, did a oh, very Houston good job. Play. It, it was an, it was it was a really great competition. Um, the feedback we got was great, and uh, band aids. It was great. It was a great. Band aids <laughs> were, were had at the Texas Crafters. So I was wondering, you know, it was like a lot of great feedback, but. You know, so you win one, and you're like, excellent beer, the best beer, you know, all these great things, and then all of a sudden your next beer could have Band-Aids. Some notes were good. Some notes were weird. A little weird. (laughs) Yeah. A little little vague, a little... uh... Yeah, the Band-Aid feedback was weird. It's always strange to get the uh, the feedback of of light infection uh, in your can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we're tiny. We're small. We don't have a canning line. We have a bottle line. We literally bottled our stuff straight from the tap. So that was a lot of our feedback. Uh, we're getting a canning line this year, uh, later on this year. So we'll enter some more competitions later on and, and hopefully be as, as uh, successful as some of the other breweries in the area. Uh, we're confident in our beer. I, I feel like Adam Adam's doing a really great job taking that feedback and making tweaks to the recipes um, to make better beer. That's, our, that's every brewery's goal, make better beer constantly learn constantly tweak and uh and we would love to have a nice metal cabinet uh at some point would be nice in the next couple of years would be um would be great so uh but yeah you take that feedback and you you do the best that you can with it well i mean there's feedback it's like oh it's a bad hop combination but it's a only one hop (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's 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 awards Beer awards are, are, are amazing when you win them, and congratulations, oh, Rob, yeah. because that means it was an excellent, excellent beer, regardless. But we, we were, I'll say, we, when they said our name, we were absolutely stunned. I, I knew it was a great beer. I told Adam when he brewed it, when we sampled it the first time, I'm like, this is going to win a medal, and I, I was right. I knew that was going to be a great beer. Um, and so it's really cool to, to have that from the very beginning, to know that something is special. And then to actually get that validation was really was really nice, and um, and, and we'll continue to, to work on that. So, absolutely, that's always an amazing feeling too when you, when you just got this hunch and when you know everything's worked out right. That recipe came out perfect. All the hard work, all the passion came out of it. Like it gets it gets judged 
and and you're 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 on your toes trying to wait and see what they think right and they end up seeing exactly what you saw and your yeah, vision it, coming to life and like you get that award that recognition right. it's such a boost for the whole team you know everybody feels amazing you know yeah. everybody that put their love their passion all the hard work into it you know the staff that pours it and talks about it with all the guys mm-hmm. and, there's nothing better than that feeling. Yeah, it's never your number one selling beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. Um, much to Jacob's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep rolling with this Weizenbach. I'm really excited. Uh, although, uh, this, this gold medal from the New York International for Hard Hats is, like, I am, like, it, it also, it's nice because we're coming out with, like, a very small batch of Hard Hats. So, but before we debut it as our summer seasonal, so we're going to get to drop this fresh uh, hard hats on the market to all of our buyers uh, in anticipation of the full release in May, which I'm pretty stoked it's, about. It, it, well, awesome. winning winning a gold for like a rice lager. That's a thing in of itself. That's big. That's and like really I was telling big. Tom, this is, this, is a, this is a competition that is judged by people who, who work in, in like the retail industry side of our of, of our industry it's, it's buyers and bar owners yeah buyers and bar owners and uh you know when you win a gold it's this needs to be on your shelf like everybody loved it it's outstanding same thing like silver it's a great beer uh that's what we got for don jalapeno like i'm and el carlito still just remaining to be this, this, oh, oh, this el carlito loves bronzes <laughs> Uncle Leo lo- loves bronzes. He's just like I'm here to he's, he's in love haunt, with haunt, haunt Jacob for the rest of his life. But you know, uh, you know, El Carlito's coming in in May, so I'm I'm excited to let the, well, the luchador like uh, take, I, I, I take everyone by storm. Wait, what you need a hold from that is um, El Carlito is a beer that it's the first beer that so for the longest period of time for the decade span of of, of no label. Uh, Andrew, uh, no label did not win any awards. Like it was like a desert. But El Carlito was a, it won a U.S. Open, and then it won a Texas Trap Brewers Cup. It's the beer that kind of like it was like whoa, whoa, it, like we can do. You know, it, it does reinvigorate the team and stuff. But El Carlito, can, but it also it advances the tables. It moves like it 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 puts you on the board, and then it. So yeah, from. From one style of judging to a different style of judging, El Carlito keeps on, like he's our he's our he's our bad boy. He's our trucker, man. Like, like I, he just keeps on moving. And Tom, to your point, I, I mean, when we won the silver medal for the House of Lords, the fir- my first thought was, "Holy crap! I can't believe we won this award." We're, and my second thought was, "We're not." Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we actually it, because it was it was from the very beginning we knew this was going to be something special in it and then to get that validation to your point it, it was like wow, but then you're riding that high and you want to do it again and again and again and again. And that's pushing. what I hope it is you because don't the stop. whole you team keep proving everybody like you can The whole team was it, it does feel like gambling, but yes. But the whole team ha- the whole team was lifted. The whole Senate Avenue team was lifted by this award, and everyone was motivated to make better beer. And we're gonna do that. Well, and it reinvigorates your fan base too, right? Because your it fan does. base, yeah, they, like they love you. They lo- they love going to your brewery, having your beers. But then it's like, but am I having good beer? Like, or just this beer I like, right? Like the top three selling beers in our tap room are are El Jefe, Gillies, and 1980 Coles. 
and none of them have won squat and like like an award. The uh, the uh, we keep trying. We and keep that's trying. Seventy five percent of of how we make money of this brewery, right? right. Like, just make a, a best of Friday night award. But but when you get one award, when you just get one, it's just kind of like ah. Oh. Right. Validation. It validation it, it it's like breaking the seal, right? And you want to you want that you ride that high that we had in Austin that night and that the following days and coming back to the brewery and everyone, you know, uh, cheering and, and and the people coming in wanting that beer. Because what's funny is House of Lords was one of our lowest it's a it's an English bitter. Not a lot of people want English bitters, but well, you you also brought back the first crap beer win for Jersey Village. I mean, it's, a, it's a small city, but very you know, it's very important. The you best be crap beer in Jersey Village. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, I mean, it's, it's the award-winning mayor. Oh, yeah, like, we, we got we got to we definitely add that to the list. But uh, it's it's something we want to do now. We want to do it all the time, and now we're now we're we're small enough too to. We're, we're a little more uh, advantageous to being able to pivot our recipes and, and, and pivot our production because uh, we're so small batch that we can actually start producing some better beers based on this feedback that we did get. And um, that was one thing with these competitions I didn't really realize we would get was all this feedback, and, well, and it's great. But also take it with a grain of salt. It's like... True, yeah. Because like Tom was saying, it's like the feedback was... I mean, it's kind of out there. It was like, you know... And it depends on the competition, like we were talking about earlier, like yeah. where you're entering, what information you're getting back. Some of it can be super useful and helpful, and you can help you get where you need to get your product to be. And then other times it's like too vague, and it's like, right. was this really the right group of people that were tasting my beer? Like, did they not have 20 IPAs before they got to mine, or did they not have 15 other ESBs before they got to mine? And, and that's what's great about these guild beatups too is everyone comes together and we all shared hey what feedback did you get what feedback did you get and so it does take that grain of salt but makes it a little more productive um so you know we we got great ratings on our bach and our blonde uh we weren't quite don jalapeno level on our jalapeno blonde but uh we got great feedback on it um it's good feedback to get but yeah take it with a grain of salt um well, Andrew and I, we're part of the, we have a, a brewery owner's chat. So the judging notes were shared very, like. I didn't know if I'd get flogged if I revealed that we're on a brewery owner's chat. Uh, yeah, but, like, like, we haven't. I don't like, get edited out later. It was Band-Aids. Band-Aids. It was just, like, like Hound Song, Valentin's, Elderson's. I'm very, uh, like, Tom, I was so glad <laughs> on that text message thread that you got the Band-Aid feedback. Because we got that feedback too, and my brewer and I were just like, what? "Should we go to CVS and buy some band aids and eat them and figure out what well, the heck they're talking about?" Well, well, because some, some of the comments were like, uh, "Andrew St. Pierre, pretty good, little band aid flavor," and I was like, "Little band aid flavor? Does he want more band aids, or does he want less?" Like, <laughs> like, it wasn't a condemnation. He said the beer was good. Yeah. Is that good or bad? You need to be more clear on your feedback, sir. It's super confusing. Like, where do I go from this? How do we tweak our recipe to adjust to, like, uh, Band-Aid yeah. flavor? But it was still kind of good. Yeah. 
Like, like trailer's gonna be in the boil. I'll be like, hold on, I gotta get CBS real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how how long do you dry hop your band aids? Like? <laughs> hey, you put you put jalapenos in the boil. You can put band aids in the boil too. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you never know. You never know what's gonna come back. <laughs> Everybody come and check out our Johnson & Johnson IPA. <laughs> adjunct and adjunct. New style. New style. The P&G Porter. Sponsored oh. by Memorial Herman Hospital. Yeah. But, yeah. No, awards are important, and they, competitions. We just talked about this with Valentin's. Like, competitions are very important, and they're good for the industry. We're good for Houston, man. Like Very Houston good showed Houston. up at Texas Strap Brewers Cup, and like, mm-hmm. like, we, uh, like, like, uh, Jacob was there with me. Andrew, you were there. Like, we, we were looking at people. Like, there's people in Austin who were like, you could tell that they were visibly like, what the f- is happening? Yeah, it was great to have. So we all sat in the Houston cheering section. So anytime Galveston, Houston, Conroe, the Houston region won something, it was a standing ovation, screaming, and I loved it. And we were all just sort of a family of Houston breweries. When True Anomaly won the Brewery of the Year, I mean, we just all went nuts. And we were out with them that night when they were drinking out of that cup, the, the trophy. Oh, it was oh, fantastic, yeah. It was, yeah. That was ugh, COVID and all sorts of things. As, as Tom said, ouchie. <laughs> ouchie, yeah. ouchie. No, I, I think for like the longest time, Austin has held that, uh, that unnecessary title of being like the standard of quality for Texas brew. Uh, well, they have a lot of breweries that make a lot of great beer. Yeah, oh, they sure. do. And they, they, they definitely, from ABW to Jester King and everyone in between, they they hold a right to be noticed on the on like kind of the like national we, we stage. Have, we have just as many breweries. Absolutely. But we're also spread across many, like, it's something like, so John and I recently were in Asheville, and they have over 120 breweries That's there. a bunch. <clears throat> and we didn't have a bad beer when we were there. Because how how could you? Right. <laughs> right. And, and Austin kind of has that benefit. Like, Houston, we're playing this incredible game of catch-up. Like, it is wild. Like, Senate Avenue is one of the closest breweries of No Label. Bong. 30 minutes 20, away. Like, 26, 30 minutes away. Like, yeah. But, you know, that is wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, we're very spread out. It, it's all very good beer in Houston. Um, I think that was great about um, the guild as well, especially in Houston, was these meetings were very motivating. You know, right before the Craft Brewers Guild Cup uh, was held, Lenny uh, made a very good speech, actually at no label, about, hey, inner beers, we need we need to have more beers from Houston entered in this competition. And look what the result was. Houston has very good breweries, very good beer. But if we're not submitting our beers to the competitions, you we're not going to win. Not win. And, and we have to have that winning mentality. We got the Houston Astros here, baby. We're the world champions. We are champion base. We know what to do in Houston to win trophies. We got to instill that into our breweries and the guild in Houston as well. Because there's, a, to your point, I, to Asheville's point, I, you go to Houston breweries. It's it's tough to find a really bad beer, a, a bad beer in Houston. It, it, there's there's really good breweries in Houston, and we've got to make that a, a good point um, 100%. going forward. We're third largest city in the in the U.S. now. Sure. All right, 
what we're going to do right now, we're going to go ahead and shut down the show <laughs> and because we're running out of time, but we'll continue talking if you guys want to. Sure. And this will be, you know, let's go to the podcast at drinkingbaiters.com and all over the internets to hear more. But um, now I want to thank everybody for tuning in, man. It's been thank a whole lot of fun. Me. This way, I kind of figured it was going to go like this at the guild meeting because there's so many. There's always a third segment. There's always a <laughs> No, fourth, fifth. Fifth, 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 whatever segment it is. There's always segments. well, if you can find the fourth segment, you, you've done well. If you can find the fifth segment, then yeah, you're on to something really, <laughs> really good. But now you, you've been listening to Drink of Ages Radio here on ESPN 97.5. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, drink good beer. Everybody be happy, and we'll talk to you all next week.